0: This is a Sunday morning special. So grab your
1: cup of coffee and enjoy. Be sure to follow Brandon Havrilla as well as the RE and Friends podcast Instagram. Stay tuned for our next episode Tuesday morning at 10 am. Good morning podcast. Welcome back. I'm your host Brandon Havrilla and today I have one of my DJs and warehouse manager here Stan. How you What's doing? Going on, guys. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Yeah. How beautiful you? Sunday morning. Well, it's actually a Thursday afternoon, but this is released <laughs> on a Sunday, so we'll pretend it's Sunday, right? But uh yeah, welcome. So, you know, it's um Hopefully Sunday when you're listening to this episode, but you know, grab a cup of coffee. I designed this series to just kind of be a hangout chat. Um, in the past, I've had my team on here. The first one, we had Kevin from IDJ Now, where we were just kind of talking gear and industry. So it's just kind of a cool conversation. Uh, any questions or suggestions for future Sunday morning episodes, Tuesday and Thursday episodes, whatever it is, feel free to you know reach out to us uh via instagram or whatever that may be and let us know but i've got stan here um being that he is kind of our warehouse manager and a dj and he works a lot with our gear i figured it would be quite appropriate that we talk about gear, right? And we'll talk a little yes, bit sir. about, um, you know, maintaining gear, the importance of maintaining and updating your inventory, growing your inventory, where it makes sense to spend money versus rent, that kind of thing. Um, so we could speak a little bit about, you know, what we do internally at Red Max, um, without sharing too much of our secrets, you know, and then, <laughs> um, but then also, you know, we'll, we'll just talk general and I've got some questions to curious to hear you know your point of view on certain things and of I'll share mine and we'll just kind of go from there but so sure. obviously you know maintaining gear I think is an important part and being that we're in you know a pandemic right now we are currently you know on pause um, now's a really good time to maintain your gear if you have access to it um, and work on Definitely. stuff so is Definitely. there anything What, like, what have you been doing have you been working on maintaining gear? Are you like trying to brush up and learn and see what else is out there? What have you been doing?
0: So I've been doing a little bit of both. Um, Lately, I've been maintaining a lot of it, cleaning it all up because usually during the busy time, I don't have time to maintain gear because we're we're always working. We always have jobs. So all the gear that I have access to right now, I've been just cleaning it up taking it apart making sure everything's all top-notch inside and Mm -hmm. cleaning it all up making sure like all all the leds work on on an uplight or whatever like that stupid stuff like that making sure none of of the speakers are blown making sure there's no dust inside stuff like that
1: definitely yeah and you know i've been doing the same to a certain extent but obviously i don't have all my gear here at the house and i've been limiting uh limiting the time that i'm going to spend at the office um so I have been going there to shoot a few YouTube videos because I have the video studio there, which is just more convenient to shoot, you know, larger item videos. But um, most of what I've been doing, I've been working on stuff from home uh, on the back end uh, in terms of website and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I have been, you know, meaning to shift some of my focus into that, just you know, blowing out moving heads and and cleaning yeah. things off, even just wiping down road cases. They all slowly start to get dust, you know, and on the warehouse. Yeah, of so brushing yep. those down there's a bunch of cases i have that don't have our stencil spray painted on them so kind of doing yep. that taking care some, of little stuff you know like yep. yeah we and we put stickers you know as you know on pretty much every piece of gear the little yep. red ones we have big ones we have you know tags with barcodes depending yep. on what the we item is the stencils exactly so you know making sure all of our equipment's tagged i know one of the big things because we were so busy last summer with food festival and stuff was all of our truss well, all the new truss is not uh spray painted yep. so we have you know probably close to like 60 or 70 pieces that need to be spray painted with red inside so that we know they're ours. Yep. Um, especially because I think coming out of this, more people are going to need to rent additional systems and setups because they're yep. going to be busier, and uh, double yep. booked and whatever that may be. So, double, double um, booked. you know, I got to, I'm going to pull all that trust down um i know some of them have like string attached from banners or zip ties so like cut all that off you know spray paint all of them them and uh, yeah not only maintain gear but just make sure your inventory is you know up to date make sure you know what you have you have an excel you know everything like that um Mm -hmm. i think it's very important thing yeah
0: and it's good to keep track
1: of you know for a few reasons one so you know what you have um two in case something gets stolen or damaged or whatever um god forbid uh, a place went on fire like you have you know a list of what you actually had uh and then you know it's important to i mean i we've shifted just due to scale i've shifted away from like all the details but like my old inventory list did have a serial number a date purchased and where it was yeah. purchased from for yeah. every piece of gear um which was nice to have but again as i scaled is like almost not feasible yeah. um to do that for everything and then certain things like don't have serial numbers per se uh mm-hmm. certain trusses and tripods whatever so it's yeah. like my i know some microphones they don't they don't have serial numbers either Right. So like, it's like yeah, and then it and then it comes down to like the I was doing the barcoding system and it comes down to okay, well, if I only get one barcode printed per number and then I have a wireless mic or an item that has multiple components. How do I break that down? Exactly. Do I give each one their own barcode or do I put one <laughs> barcode on one, like on the base unit and then everything else just gets a sticker? Like, how do you know, you know, what goes to yeah, exactly. what? There's, um,
0: there's like endless ways you can inventory it per se. Exactly. Like, and, do I, do
1: I inventory like the antennas, like each
0: antenna for the microphone? Like right.
1: It's, it's crazy. Yeah. So, MD2 and then, you know, some other projects, I think as this um, starts to, Regain normalcy to a certain extent. You know, some things I want to do is like uh, go back through my cases and resolder, like rewire, zip tie things, velcro. Make sure like all my cases are done. Um, cables are huge. I'm actually going to be switching, getting rid of all the electrical tape and stuff I have on them, cleaning them yep. off, and then putting those color coded zip ties on. Um, yep. So I'm going to do red on everything. So there's a red zip tie, and then right next to it, I'll break it down by like yellow is you know um, DMX purple is like audio or you know so yeah, certainly i don't know and, and then like i guess that. power yeah will be different lengths for different colors have so got to figure that system out but i yeah. think that's important too you know knowing what cables you have because cables can be um a very hurtful thing when they're lost yeah. and it like oh, doesn't yeah, seem like much because it's a cable and then you look at like you know a controller like a speaker that costs a lot more is bigger and, and more meaningful to you can be but, a big you know, loss a cable one cable maybe not but you know you have a nice 25 or 30 foot cable that's an easy 25 30 dollars and then you lose four of them that's a hundred dollars you know that that adds up quickly it's a lot um, down the drain for sure so and lately
0: well i haven't gotten into it yet but i've been sorting through all my cables got my cable tester out and uh just making sure all the cables work and like if there's any loose connections just resoldering them. I just have a whole pile that I that I need to resolder. I'm gonna get into that probably uh next week or so.
1: Yeah, so, um no definitely and, and that's key too because I, I have a pile of XLRs. I know we have like a few 50 foots that we put off to the yeah, side and taped because yep. the connections weren't right. So like I'm gonna chop those and resolder them, test mm-hmm. them, you know, get them back in our inventory um because I have the time to I want to make more mm-hmm. you know power con jumpers and and power bricks and stuff again. And those types of things will be as this starts to progress a little more and get back to normal a little bit, then I can go, you know, order more connectors or whatever it is. Um, But I think that's a very important part of it too. And even just, you know, wiping down cables, because I'm sure they've been out on outdoor events and and cleaning them, cleaning out connectors, getting rid of dust, you know, all that stuff I think is very um, important for sure. I
0: know a few of them have been rained on, like we had some some other events that we we got rained on stuff like that and uh the cables they got a uh, they got very nasty so we gotta gotta clean them off making sure they're all all nice and clean for the next time we use them for sure especially, when, exactly. especially once this all gets uh back up to back to normal
1: yeah so let's talk a little bit um i guess updating gear is something that we have i mean i've done but for the most part, because we are still a newer company and we're still growing, like our equipment hasn't necessarily had to be upgraded per se I mean yeah. there's certain stuff we've like we've certainly i guess upgraded to a certain extent um like the moving from the x air. Mm -hmm. to the midas you know getting a digital console and and that kind of thing but real real digital console for for the most part i'm trying to be smart about purchases so that we don't have to upgrade as often you know doing things like buying the 140 hybrids um you know we're not going to have to upgrade those for a while pretty much as long as we take care of them um and we could just swap out the lamps or whatever like they'll always be great fixtures um Mm -hmm. and little things like that and and then there's at the same time, they kind of go hand in hand, I think, because you've got growing your inventory too, versus updating. Uh, Like, you know, I have the ULXDs or maybe even the Axiom series, you know, on the list um, for new wireless mics, but that's something I wouldn't, sell and upgrade the blx's i mm. would just add them to our inventory so we yeah. have the blx's for dj stuff because um, i don't want to things. you know hand a thousand dollar handheld off to a, a bride or you know a father ride for a speech i want to hand exactly. three hundred dollar blx you know exactly because um, they all like to do those those mic drops and those quote-unquote funny things
0: <laughs> oh yeah mic drops mic drops are always a nice nice whoo yeah that's heart exactly. attack
1: yeah <laughs> So what about what about you with with updating gear? How often do you update gear? Um, as needed, I would say. All my speakers, I've I bought
0: bought a few sets of speakers like over the years, and luckily I haven't had to update any of them. They all work still pretty pretty good. The one thing I did have to update was um, my Live Sound console. I was still rocking sixteen channel like analog Mackie board, and it got to the point where I was like, okay, I need a digital console because I need to do certain things. I don't want to carry around a giant Rack of like effects processors with me and stuff like that. So I purchased a M32R to go hand in hand with right. the M32R we have at our Red Max.
1: And so did have, you um, sell the old board? With was this like a replacement and upgrade, or was this uh just adding to your inventory? I, like another tool I, in the was, toolbox. It was it was another tool in the toolbox. I still have the the mac board. So cool. You never know when you're going to need it. Yeah, exactly. And that's something I've learned more recently. I mentioned this in a few podcasts now, but um. Especially like you know, selling one of my recording mics. Now I have to go buy a, a new one. Um, right. Selling my studio monitors because I was like, I don't need these anymore. I have a line array, you know. And it's yeah. like now I want studio monitors. <laughs> you you so, want them back? Yep. <laughs> um, one of those things too. And and for the most part, it's like being smart about what you do sell off. Um, some things do make sense to sell and upgrade right. versus some things don't. So I want to get your take on that because I mean, for me. Like, I mean, you know, I like buying stuff and adding to the inventory, <laughs> um, but yes. I like, I like having the newest stuff because it allows us to do cool new things that are different, keeps us different, keeps yeah, what we're doing unique. A lot of you companies know. haven't, haven't done them yet. Right. And, and it keeps it fun for us because yep. we've got new things to learn and, and new toys to play with or however you want to say it. And um, so like for me. Updating things is like if I can if if something's run its course in our inventory, we've made money on it and we could sell it, you know, a little less than retail, but get some money back and then put yeah. that towards a new better thing that's a little bit more, that's like worth it to me. Um if it's like a direct upgrade. So like maybe when we start doing more serious stuff, maybe we like replace the 140 hybrids with something from the Chauvet Professional Line or, like something. or something. Yeah, like something that. a little more, you know, um, heavy-duty per se uh mm-hmm. but again it's like almost a direct replacement because it made sense versus like i have no need to keep two sets of hybrids you know both yeah, levels so exactly. um yeah. but what's your take because i know like some a lot of companies are big on buy once and you know like residual money like i just want to keep making it till it's like not worth anything anymore but then like you can't sell it it's not really worth anything you know like these these guys are getting rid of stuff that they've had up on the shelf for a while and it's like that's cool but it's like a collector's item you know like people don't want a cd player people don't you know like that kind of thing whereas like if you keep my philosophy is if you flip stuff while it's still relevant there's going to be somebody who is looking for that better deal, looking for exactly. used equipment because they're trying to get into it or whatever the reason is, uh, or it doesn't go out that much and they just want something used. Um, but if you could flip it while it's still relevant, then you are yeah. you made money off of it. Now you're getting money back on it and then you're going to reinvest in something else. Mm. That's my philosophy.
0: So I, I kind of agree with you on the, that, your philosophy. I think you should definitely still flip things while they're still relevant because new new guys are always up and coming. They're always looking for new gear. And say you have your old pioneer little DJ controller that you bought when you first started, like your SB3 or SB two or whatever, if you still sell that like for a couple hundred bucks, you still you still made a decent amount of money back. And let's say you made all your money back on it already, like you you went out, you started out, you did a whole bunch of gigs, stuff like that. I think um yeah, you can really make your money back uh pretty quick to to somebody who's new, especially like you were saying with the the moving heads say you you're upgrading your moving heads i definitely sell them while they're still relevant because i know some companies they're still rocking moving heads from like 10 years ago and uh, right. they're looking to upgrade and they want to get rid of the old ones they're not really worth anything anymore
1: and you know like I, a prime example for me is like up lights right so your up lights get beat up over time yeah. um granted leds only have a certain amount of hours it's very high so like they yeah. will last a while but yeah. you know that type of with that mindset, you know, um, if you look at an uplight, for example, say the uplight costs $200. So we're working with a really easy number. Um, and you rent it the, I mean, the average rental rate in our area is say 40 to $60 a light, depending on wedding versus corporate. Um, yeah. so say, say you're renting it a wedding, $40 an uplight, uh, you have to rent that five times to make that 200 back. Right. Yep. So if you rent that uplight, I mean, I guess, From a production standpoint too, we have this stuff going out a lot more than maybe a DJ that can sell up lights once a month or that kind of thing. But um, even so, rent it five times. You just paid for that light fixture. But that light is still like in good shape. So now turn around and sell it for... $150 $150 a light. That's going to seem like a great deal to somebody. Yeah. They're going to buy them. Now, all you did was paid $50 for that light, but you rented it at $40, you know, yeah. 10 times. So you made, all you that made money, back money on top of it. Yep. You just got 150 back. Now go buy a new set, even if it's the same ones. I mean, just have new equipment, right? And so you, you yeah. so you could trust it, um, but now go buy new $200 lights with that $150. So you'll, you're only putting $50 into the, to get these new fixtures, exactly. you know, and then, uh, and then you have new equipment and that's the way i look at it um and i think it's good to you know constantly be upgrading and, and maintaining stuff i agree to with that, that. Extent.
0: i agree with that but i'm also a believer in if it's if it still works and you still use it quite often i think you should still keep it around for a little while until you get to the point where okay i don't really need this anymore i think i'm gonna yeah and you know there's a
1: lot of factors that come into it too because there's storage and you know there's that kind of thing too and and how much does it does it cost you to actually like run it or or use it or whatever that is um you know like i still have a bunch of stuff that we use maybe once a year like just halloween we have fog machines like those never go out on jobs the the
0: seasonal stuff i definitely still keep right and
1: I, i keep it for that but then there's other stuff uh i'm trying to think like something that we might have um like we have those, the in a spot duos. I think we took that like to relay last year or two years ago. Two like years we, ago. We barely use them, you know. Um still have But them. I keep them because they don't take up a lot of space and we just have them. And it's, they're not really worth too much now. Like no one's looking for them. So it's almost like not worth yeah, exactly. it to flip at this point. Um, yeah. But another thing, the, the Samson speakers that we have
0: right those for, and those, those are forever. yeah I,
1: I use those for like halloween i use those for like random things but they yeah. barely get used but it, it, then it comes down to space like we you know are fortunate enough to have the warehouse to store the stuff whereas if you're working out of a garage or a car or whatever it might be you might hit a point where like you're running out of space and it makes more sense to sell some of that stuff and just rent it when you need it yeah. so that you can store more of the stuff that makes you more money you know exactly. in your garage exactly yeah. um, which is, you know, a very interesting point. So, I mean, we're probably just about 20 minutes. So we're getting close to the end of, of where we want to be for this um, Sunday morning chat. But I want to talk a little bit about rentals and see what your opinion is on renting gear versus owning it. Um, mm-hmm. And then I guess a little bit about what you've noticed, how we work in terms of what I choose to rent and, and buy. i yeah. curious to see what your uh, your opinion is on that. So I believe rentals is a big thing,
0: especially for startup guys. Say, you, you have a controller. You just buy your, your, little, your little SB controller for, or your little SR controller. You're trying to start up a DJ company or whatever, but you don't have speakers. So what do you do? You rent some speakers instead of buying them. You keep renting those speakers. You keep making your money. And then eventually, at some point, you go out and you buy yourself your first pair of speakers. And I think if you keep making your money back on those speakers, then at some point, you can make your make more money on top of those and you can buy i don't know say subwoofers to go with those speakers or you can start buying lights something like that you know what i mean yeah Mm
1: -hmm. and i think um it is the rental side is uh, like again i guess because we have the space i'm trying to more build up our inventory and become the rental house that people rent from like that kind of thing (laughs) um and for a few reasons because uh for us now I can own 80 uplights and 40 of them are rentals that go out almost every weekend and pay for themselves. Mm-hmm. And 20 of them are our nice inventory that we bring out to whatever corporate events, whatever it is. They're, they're um, up lights, But then up like, friends. right. And then, but then say we do a job where we need 80 uplights, like we have them, we could just yeah, bring exactly. the other ones, you know, like that kind of thing. Exactly. And so from that point of view, because we have the storage and the staff and whatever, um, that's the direction I want to go. Um, but, we still rent stuff all the time um, and I've taken the other route of building up my inventory to have a little bit of everything mm-hmm. and then I could rent whatever else I need and I've built my inventory around what I know is easily accessible um, like the 140s. We have sources exactly. where we can get more 140s in a pinch. Um, you know I could rent them from several places. I know tons of people that have them so right exactly. uh, I can buy four of them but I can sell shows with 10 of them all day, every day. And ultimately when there's enough of those shows, I'll just go buy 10 of them, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. And, um, I think it's the same thing with everything, you know, that I've, I've bought even to our rental side where it's like chairs and tables, you know, I bought a handful of each so that I have them and I could sell them. And then whenever I need more, I just go grab them, you know? And then I think that's an important part of, of renting too, for the most part.
0: I think, especially if you're like a startup guy, like like I said before, if you're a startup company and you're just you're just getting started, or you've you've been in the company for a little while and you're trying to get into something new, I think rental renting is definitely like the best option for you, even if even if you have the space, because you don't you're it's a new market that you're getting into. You don't know how well you're going to do in it. For like sure. say you, say you do really well in it. All right, then you go then you go buy buy a, buy the stuff. Right. But if you're not if you if you rent rent it a few times, find out that this, this isn't that great, then maybe you you don't lose any money because then you're going to have to resell the stuff and you're going to lose some money on top. Of hey, that. and
1: that's the other great benefit to renting stuff too. And that's the other reason I do choose to rent certain things is because it's, it's like a free trial. So you can, Basically. you can rent a, a cool new lighting fixture or something that you, you know, necessarily can't afford or whatever it is, you know, like you can yeah. rent stuff to try it and say, Oh, do I want this? Oh no, I didn't like working with this or, Oh, I really like that. Let me go buy it now. Um, which is a great, you know, Feature of renting too, and and the other like mindset to have when you're starting out um, in DJ production, whatever it is. And I heard the story from Nick the other day, and it's kind of the same way I started. But he was telling me that um, one of his buddies in Florida was DJing at a club every week, making fifty dollars a night every Friday. Wow, fifty dollars! So he's you know all he had to do was show up with his laptop, so that was easy. But he's making fifty dollars, so he would take five dollars you know from every week and put it in the bank account until he had enough to buy a stick of trust because he wanted to do production so then he went and bought a stick of trust and he rented that out for whatever twenty dollars and put five dollars aside every time until he got enough to buy a second stick of trust and then built up his inventory that way too so when you're starting out you know you could probably rent a full dj kit from a local store or another dj um everything you need cables speakers tripods even a mixer if you need Uh, wireless mic, you know, lights, lights, rent it all, and you could probably rent it all. Say you even rent it, and it costs you <clears throat> three hundred dollars, and you charge six hundred for the gig or five hundred, whatever it is. You're walking away with two hundred, but you didn't have to invest any money into the equipment, and just put that two hundred aside or some of it aside exactly. until you yeah. have enough to buy that equipment, and then buy it piece yep. by piece. Because if you buy one speaker and it's the same speaker that you've been renting again back to that premise of you know getting equipment that other people have too um, yeah. now you have one speaker that's one less speaker you have to rent which might save you $50 a time so now that's an extra $50 you could put towards buying you know the second speaker and it it builds up that that way which i think is very important for people starting out to don't have the the capital to just go invest in a full setup 100% um, that's a very neat feature but i do like the idea of renting to try as well to get you know a taste and hands-on experience because you go to showrooms and stuff too but until you bring it on an event and you're like oh this was really hard to actually hang or this was hard to Mm -hmm. you know do this or do that it's that's
0: one thing especially like say you want to buy a speaker you you go to the showroom you hear you they have one speaker on display say you go to idj now you go to the showroom or a guitar center or something, you go to the showroom, they only have one speaker. They usually only have one speaker up in the showroom. What? Happened, how does it sound when you have two of them? You don't know. There's only one in the showroom. So I say, say you have a speaker you want, you know a company who has it, or you find a company who has it, you rent it for your event, and you find out how it sounds. If you don't like it, then you try something else. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. No, it's huge. So I think we're about wrapping up this episode. Um, so I appreciate everyone for tuning in, listening. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are on on renting, on purchasing equipment, everything like that. Um, you can find us on on Instagram, shoot us a message uh, that we have the Ari and Friends podcast, Instagram and Facebook page. So you can reach out to us there. You could also just go to Red Max Events and submit you know a website form or shoot me an email uh, and we'll make sure it gets forwarded to the right person to address that and um that's it so stanley where can they find you if they're looking to connect with you on instagram and facebook and i'll link to it in the description below but where can they find you
0: all right so my instagram is at stan dot period karwacki, karwacki and my I facebook yep my facebook is uh stanley karwacki s-t-a-n-l-e-y k-a-r-w-a-c-k-i
1: Awesome. Sounds good. Well, thank you for joining me on this Sunday morning chat, talking some gear. Of course, as always. And guys, stay safe out there, please. That's it. Yeah. We kind of avoided that topic a little bit, which is good because every other podcast has talked about it, but yeah. Yeah. Stay safe guys. And, uh, you know, That's it. Spend some time working on, you know, maintaining your gear, upgrading things, looking into, you know, even just making a plan as to what you can upgrade, what you should, what you shouldn't, what you could sell, looking through some old stuff, everything like that. But thank you guys for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We'll see you later.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the RE and Friends podcast. We truly hope that we were able to bring value. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with your friends. It would mean the world to us. Also,
1: make sure to stay tuned for the next Red Max Events audio experience.